1: Hey S. Hey P. What is up? I am just sitting here. I've got a coffee, but uh, it is alcohol-free, unfortunately.
0: Oh no, I I can't relate. I'm drinking a White Claw.
1: I know this was supposed to be our like podcast launch party, and I'm just drinking coffee. It's super depressing.
0: That's okay. Is it? No. You should have <laughs> been. <laughs> you should have been prepared.
1: I know. I actually feel kind of unprepared. I, uh, You know what? In reality, I'm very unprepared for this episode, which is kind of the way I like it.
0: I like it too, because I feel like we're just going to go with the flow, because <laughs> this is a topic that I'm very excited to talk to you about.
1: I'm super excited to hear about it.
0: You know what we're talking about, right?
1: Sex. <laughs> <laughs> sex.
0: Let's talk about sex, baby. baby let's, let's talk, talk about, about you. you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex. You wow, to say wow. sex with me. Oh, hopefully we don't get caught for copyright because it basically sounds like the actual song.
1: It well, we did record the original.
0: Do you realize <laughs> S&P Salt and Pepper? <gasps> oh my god. Whoa. Whoa. We just gave a, we just gave it away. I just gave it away to the fans i
1: I mean to be fair i did just tell them before you had that realization that we wrote the original (laughs) song oh yeah true so we were being pretty open about it but salt and peppa like they're open about it too and they talk about it regularly it's nothing to be ashamed of like you cover songs you don't have to be a songwriter sometimes you can just cover them and person i know what it's like to be the creative geniuses behind these kinds of songs oh
0: i that will be another episode i have a list a list of songs i've written
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i'm just i'm just uh looking up when that song came out
0: oh yeah fact check because were we Fact
1: check. it released in 1990 how old were you in 1990 pete i was about negative four
0: i was negative five
1: the fact that we were making music before we even entered this earth is like, honestly, it's just something I'm really proud of.
0: Me too. It's why we're such a phenomenon.
1: Yeah. And like people try to study us and you can't figure out genius.
0: I was going to say genius at the same time you said it, but you took the words out of my mouth.
1: Oh my God. See, this is what I'm talking about.
0: What is that voice note? Or no, not a voice note. A note you wrote in my phone when we were dancing to Billie Holiday in the park a few years ago, and you wrote, I really hope I still have this on Instagram because, and I quote, if I, I don't, don't remember
1: what you're talking about,
0: oh, just you wait, Sarah. Okay, <laughs> just an uno momento as I scroll through my feed. We were dancing to Billie Holiday. Yep, I have it.
1: Okay, <laughs> what is it?
0: So, this is a quote from Sarah Johnson, October 6th, 2016.
1: Oh my god, okay,
0: it's titled. Genius.
1: Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I don't think I'm ready for this, but okay. I
0: I don't think the audience is ready for what you're about to say.
1: <laughs> They're not ready for this jelly.
0: They don't go for what they love because they don't even know they can have it. So they don't even know they want it. Who's <laughs> they?
1: <It> just people. <laughs> What's currently happening is that my brain's trying to compute what you just said and like it can't.
0: And um, I do have to point out the funniest thing about this note is genius is spelled wrong.
1: No, it's not. That's okay. No, it's not. It is. Are you sure? I'm positive. But you probably wrote the title though. You probably wrote It's in your phone.
0: Oh. I, <laughs>
1: listen, my whole business is writing for people. So let's not <laughs> advertise that I don't, I don't know on to spell. I'm actually a very good speller.
0: It's not like you posted a spelling bee.
1: Oh my god! Can we tell them the story? We yeah, don't tell them the
0: whole story. We, we won't have... tell them the whole story, but I Persis, think. Go on, go on. You tell. In 2019, <laughs> I was asked to interview spellers at the Canadian National Spelling Bee. That's right. And it was in uh, Richmond Hill. So, for those of you who don't know where that is, that's about like 40 minutes away from Toronto. And it was an experience. <laughs> Important piece of info. <laughs> I think I should point out that it was in Richmond Hill.
1: <clears throat> Honestly, yeah. If, if you know Toronto, then that's an important piece of info.
0: That's what I meant. Go on. Oh, it was a hotel. Oh yeah, it was a hotel. The Spelling Bee took place in this like big room in the hotel and outside there was like a bar, lobby, all that. You, you guys know what a hotel looks like, right? It's possible. I uh, went there with a friend at the time um, who I would like, we had a bit of a thing. And we, I don't know how to say that. I'm getting like flustered and weird
1: right now, but it actually, I mean, this story actually leads up really well to like what we're talking about this episode. So if you're getting flustered and weird talking about this, I don't know, girl, we might have to stop recording right now.
0: Listen, so (laughs) listen, so it was a very, very long day at the Spelling Bee. I think I was there from 7am up until 9pm at night. It's a long day. It's a very very long day. Talking to kids
1: all day, hearing them spell long words. It can be a lot on someone.
0: Take a toll. It can really really take a toll. So, uh long story short, um the girl I was seeing at the time, we we would like kind of take some breaks here and there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I feel like we don't even need to go further than that cuz I'm think, just going to say that. Guys, you you're here, you know us, maybe maybe you've never maybe you don't know who we are, but regardless like you know
0: what we're talking about.
1: They took some breaks. They had to re- get refreshed.
0: I had to get recharged.
1: Recharged. There we go. Yes.
0: And yeah, so if you know what this episode is even about, I don't think I need to explain further, but I mean, you got to do what you got to do. And it was fun. It was actually really, really fun. I had a great time. I made the most oh, I'm sure of it. sure you did. So.
1: Oh my God. I feel so giggly today.
0: I did get a mug after that though. I got a thank you mug.
1: From the girl you were seeing or the spelling
0: bee? <laughs> the director of the spelling bee. Thank you for your service.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so sweet. Do you drink out of that mug daily?
0: I actually do because we don't have a lot of mugs in the house right now, so trying to minimalize, but I can't, I just can't let go of that spelling bee mug. It says, thank you for supporting the love of reading. I think that
1: you supported the love of reading in a way that maybe no one ever has before.
0: Yes, exactly. And that
1: deserves a mug. I agree. I'm glad we agree.
0: So Sarah. Yes. I would like to ask you, Mm -hmm. since you identify as a straight woman. I do. What is lesbian sex?
1: I guess I'll start by saying I'm excited about this episode because I really don't know a lot about this topic. Like, I don't know a lot about lesbian sex, but also just like sex in general. Like, it's definitely not something I talk about super openly. It's not something that I talked about growing up very openly. So I feel like it's still this topic that I'm like exploring all the time. But regardless, what is lesbian sex to me is like, I just, when I think of it, (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: what do you think about at night i
1: I feel like my voice is getting really high to be honest i think it's just like i'm not just saying this to be like pc or whatever but when i think of what is lesbian sex versus what is heterosex they they just seem so similar to me that i i can't really i don't really understand how to differentiate it there's no human penis involved but everything else seems just very similar
0: yeah and I guess like why this is interesting to me is why is everyone always asking what is lesbian sex? People just can't seem to wrap their heads around a lesbian couple having sex compared to two gay men having sex. You know what I mean? It's always when it's two females involved, it's like always just, whoa, whoa, well, what is that? I can't picture what that is. So I always just found that interesting because I like what you said, how sex is sex. You know what I mean? Like when from my perspective, when did there have to be just one definition of what sex is? And I'm not going to say I've known this for years. I really only like started to look into this and really think like, think more about the topic over the past year.
1: At the spelling bee.
0: At the spelling bee was the day I thought about it because um, it's true. I also think without even knowing it and me identifying as a woman who was sleeping with women, I also kind of would when people would ask me, I'd kind of get like a little, not nervous, but I'd be like, what am I supposed to go into detail? Like, and let you know everything we do. But then it's like, no, I'd be like, what is sex to you?
1: (coughs) The thing that always trips me up is like anything you can do in heterosex, you could also do in lesbian sex. Yes. So I guess, I guess like, I don't really know like where that disconnect happens.
0: Oh yeah, I know. And I think it's like, if we're not going to be, um, talking about toys involved, if people are just thinking, you know, two women in a room together, what is, what does sex look like? Because is penetration not happening? But it's like, sex doesn't have to just be penetration. You know what I mean? Like there's so many forms of sex.
1: Yeah. I think the idea that sex has to involve penetration is the uh, result of our heteronormative society. It's the result of like, not to sound too preachy, but like the patriarchy and the idea that there needs to be a penis involved with an intimate moment and the reality is which i feel like is becoming a bigger topic i would say in the past like five years is like most women don't enjoy penetration or at least they don't finish from it so like It's just funny to me to think that for so many years like men especially thought that like their penises were like basically the whole focus of sex and the and the part that makes sex pleasurable. And meanwhile, women were just like, nah, nah. And in my perception of what lesbian sex is, it honestly, I honestly feel like it would be so enjoyable for both parties because one, they're working with equipment that they know very intimately. Mm -hmm. And two, like, they don't have to worry about the power dynamics that come with heterosex and also, like, just being penetrated so often. (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, like, ladies listening, this this isn't for – that's not for everyone. Everyone likes different things. Let's just acknowledge that first off.
0: That's not, like, the golden rule. I'm not
1: saying – yeah, exactly. I'm not saying that, like, penetration isn't nice. It is. But it just seems – Silly to suggest that because there's no penis involved, it's not sex.
0: What's funny to me is that after the first time I had actually been intimate with a woman, like had sex with a woman, I I knew I did. But because I was like so conditioned to believe that real sex, and I'm doing air quotes right now, usually involved penetration in a penis. That's actually what I thought for literally my entire childhood and teenage life, um, I would always think like, oh, well, yeah, what, what is sex? Like I enjoyed that experience with that woman. Like I, I had a great time, but I was always like, was, was that like sex? Like, yes, I think it was, but was it? And it's, it's weird how our minds go that way. Or mind did at least.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, I think most people's – it's just because of the, what we learn when we're growing up and what we're taught, even like if you think about sex ed – I learned, like, I don't know about you, but I had Fred and Frida. They were, like, these two people that they, like, showed us everything. <laughs> I feel like the fact that no one can see my air quotes makes this kind of creepy. They weren't real people. They were, like, two characters that they that helped us to learn what sex was, and it was a man and a woman. So even just from, from that, and then obviously, like, movies, TV shows, whatever, I think we all grew up with the idea that sex is hetero maybe not the generation growing up now like maybe things are a bit more progressive now but for us and anyone before us I think that was definitely the case
0: isn't it interesting how you never would have questioned what gay like two men having sex was right because you automatically think penetration again Mm,
1: interesting yeah
0: because you're like that's so
1: interesting you're right that is so true you just kind of blew my mind a little bit
0: And what does that involve? A penis. So
1: yeah, because there's a penis involved, we're not questioning it. We know what's going on. But as soon as there's not a penis, everyone's, everyone's
0: uh, freaking out. Sarah, I don't know if you remember this and I I can cut this out if you don't feel comfortable with it. So I, but I just want to actually bring this up to you. Okay. Do you remember when it it was maybe about a year ago, you texted me asking what lesbian sex was?
1: I do not remember that.
0: (laughs) You did. Oh my God. Okay. Um, You told me that you and your boyfriend were like wondering what that was because the night before, (laughs) the night before I had told you I had slept with a girl. I think I came to your room the next morning and I was like, oh yeah, she slept over and we ended up hooking up. I
1: think I do remember this. Yeah.
0: And you didn't ask it in an ignorant way. I remember I was at work. Actually, it was funny because I was at work and I just got the little text from you and (laughs) I didn't question it at all. Um... But you were like, hey, like, I'm just – I hope this doesn't, like, come off as offensive, but you and – at the time were just, like, I'm genuinely curious, like, what is lesbian sex? And I remember I sent you, like, a detailed text.
1: Okay. Oh, God, my memory is so bad. Okay.
0: And all of that's fine. And I don't want to come out and say, like, people shouldn't ask the questions or be afraid to ask the questions because, like you Mm -hmm. said, you're not – we're not taught about this stuff. But I just – it's just interesting how we've just been brought up to believe sex is a certain way when there's so many different forms of it.
1: Yeah, and that's interesting. I actually don't remember that at all, but I wonder if like my response to that question today was formed by whatever response you gave me in your text message. Like maybe I absorbed that and then subconsciously understood better. Once again, like the whole point of this pod that we kind of keep keep saying just to remind people is like, our goal is to make sure that questions are allowed again and that like people can ask things that might seem not okay to ask and then discover maybe why, like unpack that question a little bit more.
0: No, you're making but, sense because it's like we, you're going to ask the questions and then maybe think about it. Okay, wait, why am I thinking that though? Why is this a question to me?
1: And you know what I'm wondering too with that scenario? The One of the first things that popped into my head was like, Would I have asked that question if I wasn't having that conversation with a heterosexual man? Mm -hmm. Like it's so interesting like how conversations can change based on who you're speaking to and I wonder if I would have asked that, you know what I'm saying? I wonder if I would have asked that question if I was just like thinking about it myself. But yeah, I hope I didn't offend you.
0: I actually think I remember I got that text and I laughed because I was like, okay, am I going to like give her like a full detail of what kind of goes down? and at the end of the day, it's you. So I don't care. So I definitely was like, I told you what went down, but I think, <laughs> I think there should just be a simple answer to that. I think it doesn't have to be like, I don't have to explain step-by-step step everything I did to define this is what sex was with another woman. I think, cause I would never ask that of a hetero woman to tell me, oh, you had sex with this man. What did you do? What um, is that? <laughs> yeah. That's so true. That is so true. Yeah, we shouldn't have to do that anymore. I think it's like, like I said, I'm not taking away, you can ask the questions, but it's like, we should have a simple answer to be like, you know, sex is sex. Sex is a pleasurable experience between two people who are both down and uh, it's a consensual act and it's whatever it means to the both of them.
1: People are going to keep asking the question. That's just kind of the reality in terms of like where we're at as a society. Um, seeing as I just asked you that question like a year ago. I think that you having a simple answer is how we can maybe move forward away from that question. So if someone asks you, Persis, what is lesbian sex? And you just go, it's just like heterosex. And that's it? Maybe that's that is kind of like a way we can move forward and stop stigmatizing it so much or being confused by it because that is the answer
0: yeah and you're right I think that would kind of like get people to sit back and think okay true true it doesn't make it any different I mean there's always a joke that lesbians like to say where they're like oh lesbian sex is just like sitting in bed and knitting together and (laughs) like after they moved in after their first date and they have all their (laughs) cats around them
1: what's it called what's the slang when you like move in really quick
0: you haul you haul
1: I'm glad you brought that up because clearly I had the question and I asked it and I clearly moved forward and I was like, oh yeah, obviously. Because then when you asked me again today, even though I forgot about that scenario completely, I, my brain didn't even have to think about it. I was like, yeah, it's just like regular sex. So clearly you like influenced that. Thank you.
0: I like laughed because I think it was like at 10 a 10 a.m. when I was at work <laughs> and I... <laughs>
1: Why was I asking
0: you that at 10 a.m.? It was just cute because I definitely what remember- What is wrong I, with me? I think I came into your room, obviously, as I would do like maybe before work. And I think I was like, oh, yes, sir. this this happened. And then I go to work and an hour later, I get a little text from you being like, yo, um, so can you tell me like, because you genuinely just wanted to know and wanted to know too. And I was like, okay, listen, you two, I'm going to- <laughs> So report back, to report back home at 5.45 p.m. And I'm going to give you guys a lesson.
1: <laughs> we are so annoying. I bet you we were just talking about the options. May, I, like, I can't really picture me being like, I don't understand what it is. I I picture, I can picture the conversation more being like, there's so many options. Like, I wonder, basically, I wonder what they did last night. <laughs> we're so, we're so intrusive. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. That's okay. That's kind
0: of funny. I wonder what they did last night.
1: <laughs> Honestly, thank you again. Like, I feel like I'm going to say this every episode, but thank you for like never judging me even when I say the wrong thing or ask the wrong thing. Thank you for always just like um, answering. That's the
0: whole point of this podcast.
1: <laughs> Is to not make Sarah feel bad. Yeah,
0: no, it, just for anyone. Because I think, listen, the, I had the questions too.
1: And whatever – and however you responded, I wish I could re- – I wish I, like, had the text in front of me. But however you responded clearly, like, made me see the light.
0: The light into to lesbian Jesus.
1: Lesbian Jesus.
0: Who's that again?
1: Haley Kiyoka?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, my God. I know so much. <laughs> I'm so proud. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know nothing. I asked you what lesbian sex was, like, a year ago. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. Do you think lesbian scissor?
1: The only reason I'm saying no-ish right now is because I think I think we've talked about this. Once again, I think it's different for everyone and everyone likes different stuff. But I think that from what I've learned from you uh, and others, scissoring is like such a default of like what happens in lesbian sex. It's like, oh, they just scissor. And that actually doesn't happen very often or a lot of women don't enjoy it, right?
0: Yeah. No, marks? no, no, no. You're, you're actually right. I think um, it's so funny because I think the media specifically and um, what you could see in lesbian porn, for example, the way that's depicted is scissoring is, is not what it actually is from what's shown in the media. So I okay. think that people definitely get this like idea of what it is. And it's like, no, it would not be enjoyable. Like I wish people could see what I was doing. With my (laughs) hands? They
1: they know what you're doing. Everyone knows like the scissoring uh, motion with your fingers.
0: And listen, listen, if these are two bodies, my right hand, my left (laughs) hand are imitating two bodies, how is it humanly possible to do this? (laughs) Oh my God.
1: That's so true. It's like physically not possible. And also how unenjoyable would that be?
0: It's very uncomfortable. You're literally just doing this back and forth. No. No.
1: And once again, when the way it's depicted, I feel and with the finger thing is like so forceful. Like there's so much like, once again, like penetration style force happening, like as if that's something that's needed. The way I picture it is a lot more like grinding, like, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot, like not in and out, but more like just together.
0: And you got that right because the way I would define scissoring, (laughs) point for sale. If someone asked me what scissoring was, I would say, because at first for a while, I was like, I don't really know how to describe scissoring because like, it's, uh, to me, it wasn't really a thing, but then I realized it is a thing. It's, it is a sex act. Um, And it is, you're grinding, you're dry humping, clothes on, clothes off. It's a form of sex. So yeah, I wouldn't say it's like always the most enjoyable thing, but then it also can be very enjoyable. It depends for the, it depends on the person. It depends on the mood.
1: Absolutely. And just like with any type of sex, hetero or not, there's things that happen and there's things that don't happen. Depends on the moment, depends on the people, depends on the music. If it's a a Persis's twirly playlist, then there might be a lot of scissoring happening. (laughs) Find it on Spotify.
0: It is on Spotify. I wonder if I have any followers on my twirly. Probably not.
1: Let me check. I'm a follower.
0: Oh, do you follow it?
1: I love that playlist. Yeah, twirly. A one follower. It's, there's one follower and it's me. <laughs> well, I'm honored. That's actually kind of funny that you have a twirly playlist and I'm the only follower.
0: I know. That makes sense. It's very on brand.
1: Anyone who, uh, who is wondering what twirly means, just use your imagination.
0: I love it. D- isn't it from New Girl?
1: Oh, it is from New Girl. Yes. Yeah, it is. We stole it.
0: Oh, actually, this is a fun one I wanted to ask you Sarah.
1: Okay. Because we've never talked oh, about this.
0: Oh God. Okay.
1: Do you know what tribbing is? Tribbing? Like T T R I B tribbing? Yeah. No, tell me.
0: So it's another uh, type of sex act. So it can be any type of sex, but like hetero can do it. Obviously, lesbians do it. Anyone, non-binary, transgender, the community. <laughs> the um, community. The community. <laughs> it's when you, like a woman, I'm just going to name it as an example, like a woman um, will rub her vulva on another body part of another person. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anywhere? Yeah, anywhere. Anywhere.
1: Oh, love
0: that. Thank you for teaching me. You're welcome. I'm writing that down. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Tribbing.
0: Another thing I wanted to talk about was that fun assumption that I feel like a lot of hetero men say specifically, and I've actually heard this personally. To be honest, it is something where I get a little more annoyed, but if someone says, if a woman is saying that she's only attracted to women sexually- if she's using a strap on, doesn't that mean she could also be attracted to a man because a strap on emulates a penis? Mm -hmm. It's very, I, I actually, that's one thing where sometimes I'm like, I know it's a question and maybe that man is genuinely curious, but sometimes it's hard not to like have a little eye roll.
1: I do think like it's also okay for people in the queer community to roll their eyes. Like I I don't think it's fair of us to be like you're not allowed to be annoyed by questions because if I was asked these types of questions all the time, I would roll my eyes and I wouldn't want to feel bad for doing that. doesn't mean you can't have a constructive conversation about it, but I think that is a question that you clearly have been asked before and Mm -hmm. and. It probably frustrates you because once again, <laughs> it's just putting sex in a category. When someone's asking you that question, they're putting sex into a category that includes only a penis and a vagina, which excludes the kind of sex that you enjoy having. And that can feel isolating probably. So saying like, just because you like to use a strap on doesn't mean, doesn't that mean you're attracted to men? There's so many layers, but I think it's also ignoring biology <laughs> and anatomy yes. it's ignoring like the the anatomy of a human body yeah and where our nerves are and where our erogenous zones are
0: oh my gosh i know i know and to me i find it so ridiculous cuz it's like you think that if i'm saying i'm only sexually attracted to women and i like to have sex with women that because a strap-on emulates a penis and it's you know you can use it for penetration Like that means, oh yeah, then I could have sex with a guy. Sure, of course. It's so silly because it's like, do you realize that sex is also just like that whole experience? Like it's not always just like the physicality. It's like I'm using a strap-on with a woman I'm attracted to. I am feeling the whole experience. That strap-on isn't the make or break of what is happening up in here.
1: Absolutely, but I mean, trying to think of this as objectively as possible as someone who now could not agree with you more, I could see myself having asked that question five years ago. You know what I mean? Like as someone who is straight and who grew up in a straight world with straight surroundings, I could see myself asking that seriously asking that question. Luckily, I have people around me who have been able to like teach me and I've been able to kind of think about things differently over the years. And I'm here now where I agree with you, and I um, would also probably feel a little annoyed if someone asked that question. But yeah, I have to I have to be honest. Like I, under, I understand where that person's mindset is coming from, whether they're asking it in like a genuinely curious way or not. Because I think that is also a, a a layer that we could unpack. Is like a lot of these questions, especially coming from straight men aren't exactly coming from a place of true curiosity and wanting to understand. They can often be a little condescending. Mm-hmm. I mean, let me know if I'm um, if I'm on point here, but that's what I would imagine. It's also on many levels questioning your sexuality and what you identify as. So there are a lot of layers to
0: unpack. I get where that mindset would come from, just like you said, based on this type of society we've grown up in. And a lot of it does have to do with the person's intention of the question, mm-hmm.
1: have you ever been asked a question like that that felt ill intent ill intended?
0: I had heard from some people who i in my not in my circle, I wouldn't say in like my inner circle, but kind of just in the world, more so of assumptions or people kind of saying things like more about the way I look, how they're very just like shocked that I could be interested in women, and then if I like a certain sex toy that I'm using with a woman they're like well I don't get it like it, it, basically like the strap-on question like oh then like wouldn't you be okay with a man and it's yeah I've heard it before I've heard it a few times not so much now and like I feel like there's been a lot like changing now especially over the past year or so but I probably would say a couple of years ago I would hear those assumptions yeah
1: yeah, and have you ever have you ever been asked one of those questions where it felt like where it genuinely did feel like they were trying to make a joke or trying to question you or
0: that's actually a good question. I never really thought of it like that because I think it was more not trying to make a joke, but I think trying to like maybe question me, try to say like is this really how you feel when I was already hella confused myself 2 years ago. I actually still was. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was also confused. So I think when you're hearing it from someone and it was a man questioning me, then I'm like, well, I don't know what I feel either, but I'm just yeah. going with the flow and I just want to be happy. Oh,
1: true. Yeah. That must have been so confusing.
0: A lot of people when I identified as bi at the time didn't get the bisexuality thing.
1: Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's that's its own whole episode is like bisexuality and all the stigmas around it. But yeah, I can only imagine how many times you've got questions like
0: that. And it comes a lot. I really, really feel like it comes a lot when it's a femme-presenting woman. I really believe that. Like Sometimes I've noticed some of the guys I've talked to or been around could not wrap their heads around the fact that a feminine woman was like, I'm gay, I'm a lesbian, or I'm queer, and I'm very, very sexually attracted to women.
1: Yeah. And, it was and like, what, what? In what... Okay. Yeah. Just like their reaction to what you were saying was just like utter shock.
0: I don't know what it is Sarah. It's actually like, I feel like it still happens. Like it's so Absolutely. weird. Absolutely.
1: Being around you, around other people, I feel like that's probably the most common like prejudice you face or, judge- or judgment that you face is that you are feminine. And honestly, like Almost every person that I've been around where you've mentioned, like, I'm gay or or whatever, even if it was in a subtle way, has been, like, surprised. And also, like, putting myself in your shoes. I'm trying to imagine every time I mentioned a date I went on with a guy or something about my boyfriend, having the response be shock. Every time. What that would do to my brain, like the pressure I would feel, the frustration I would feel, maybe the embarrassment to have to like deal with, deal with someone else's shock all the time.
0: Sometimes, I mean, thank God I'm at a place right now where I really actually do know myself so much more, but I questioned it too. Oh my God, yeah. I questioned it too. A girl I was seeing literally told me she, she thought I was going to end up with a man at the end of everything and she was so <laughs> serious about what she said and I was like, what?
1: listen everyone persis has been told that multiple times it's so interesting like who cares what you think i don't know like who are who are you to decide what persis who persis is going to end up
0: i would never say who someone's gonna end up with at the end of the day like that's not my place to say i don't know i don't know what you're feeling like
1: and also, yeah, just, I was—it was
0: crazy because I really liked her at the time too. And I was like, uh, "Is it just because of the way I look? It has to just be—it has to I be
1: purse. Maybe the way you look, maybe the way you talk mixed together. Like the—I I think just like the way you present yourself. And I don't even know what that means. But there's something about the way you present yourself where like people cannot deal when they find out that you're into girls. It, it's not like people are jaw dropped every every time, but like. <laughs> You know what I mean? But there's always like a little bit of a pause. I would say most often with men. No shade. Yeah.
0: No shade, no tea. but kind No of tea, no tea this time. Maybe, maybe we'll bring, maybe I'll spill some tea.
1: Oh, you already spilled some tea with the spelling bee story if you ask me. <laughs> okay, ask me more. I love these questions.
0: I love talking about this. And I actually, <laughs> okay. I did have a video about this on my YouTube channel, but I want to talk about virginity with you because that's a whole topic of like, I want to get into like, what is virginity? I think virginity is a social construct personally. And like I said, all of this is kind of recent to me. I wasn't grown thinking this stuff when I was like <laughs> 14, but, um, that'd be
1: awesome. If you were,
0: I wish, I wish I had that confidence and like did my research and all that. Mm-hmm. But there's a, always a whole thing too, about virginity and how lesbians are all virgins. If they're technically virgins. And like I said, air quote, cause what the hell, but Mm-hmm. if they'd never had sex with a man they have to be a virgin because as <laughs> clearly a man takes away this precious thing that you hold <laughs> near and dear
1: the way you say it like i can't help but laugh because it sounds the way you present it sounds so ridiculous but the only reason why i feel that way is because i actually remember i remember the first time you like brought up this topic with me And I honestly, I had never thought of it that way before. Oh, my God. This perception exists everywhere so strongly, and it's exactly what I thought growing up. Um, I just had never thought about it. You really, you really like made me think about virginity in a different way. I remember specifically you talking to me about it.
0: I thought about it too, though, um, with how I used to say this as a teenager, and I cringe at the thought that I said this.
1: Mm. I cringe at stuff I said yesterday, so don't feel bad.
0: When I was a teenager and I, at that time, was totally dabbling with the fact that I would totally love to sleep with a woman at some point in my life. (laughs) Um, Dreams, goals. I would always say, oh, uh, yeah, like women can obviously sleep with women, but if they hadn't slept with a man before, I guess that technically would mean she's a virgin because – what her her hymen hasn't ripped or yeah she hasn't i hate i hate the term like popped her cherry but yeah me too i would think yeah so i guess if that hasn't happened she's technically a virgin
1: yeah it's funny because growing up for me i obviously knew the whole hymen situation but that that wasn't even really part of my perception of virginity i didn't think about it in that way i feel like the way i thought of it was much more like you, I guess, the
0: vagina. Yeah, maybe because
1: I, I was like living in such like a hetero kind of like environment that I guess I just thought of it more that way. Like you lose your virginity when you – when a woman has sex with a man.
0: Why do we have to lose anything?
1: Oh, that is like a whole other topic. <laughs> I,
0: that could be a whole episode.
1: It's truly unbelievable how much pressure women go through. Mm-hmm. People roll their eyes at feminism or feminists. It's kind of like – come to a point in society where feminism can be like a annoyance thinking about all the different things that stack up against us over and over and over and over and i am a hetero white cis woman and i i feel those pressures and i felt them growing up so i i honestly can't even imagine like for someone like you mainly what i'm thinking about is growing up the pressure on us to lose our virginity
0: mm-hmm Such and a also pressure.
1: yeah also the pressure to not lose our virginity
0: <laughs> I know I know because it's like what is it too <laughs> soon are you was it too early for you or was it too late
1: yeah there's no right answer there's no in between and both pressures are the exact same weight and they're both happening at the same time for me those pressures were high they, they were intense and I felt them both evenly um And like I said, I didn't even have to worry about the fact that on top of those pressures, I might want to have sex with women.
0: I don't think I realized how much I felt that then at the time, but looking back, yeah, I did. Because I was confused because there were certain things where I was like, I don't know if I'm feeling like I'm the same as everyone else and like what they're wanting or what they're seeking. Mm -hmm. I didn't have those same like wants. I think I said this in an earlier episode, maybe our first one where I- I did feel an attraction to men when I was a kid or like a teenager because I wasn't actually like getting intimate with guys until, you know, we're getting older and we're, we are. And I always felt that block. So I did feel a lot of pressure growing up. I don't know. It's not like my friends were making me feel a certain way and saying like, oh, you haven't lost your virginity yet or all this stuff. But mm-hmm. I think I always wondered just to myself, like why, what, what's going on I feel like everyone's lives would be a lot easier if we didn't put those had didn't have societal pressures.
1: I would love to ask a man what the pressures were like for him because I think that I think the pressures still exist for them in different ways. And and yeah, I just wanted to clarify I'm not I'm not saying that only women face these pressures. Yes, but coming from my perspective in my life, that's I felt them on a scale that I I wasn't sure if the the boys around me felt. If I were to ask you now, Persis, what does virginity mean? How would you respond?
0: Um, I guess the way I would define it is maybe just the first time I had sex. Just the first time I had sex. That's it. It doesn't have to be when um, my hymen broke. (laughs) 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 Or it doesn't have to mean when... Ah. A penis entered the vagina. I used to define it in that way. And to me, it's going to be the first time I had sex. That is what virginity means to me. And if you, I don't even like to say you lost it. I think that is
1: a, a big part of like the pressures that I was talking about before is the fact that you're losing something. And I don't know if anyone else experienced this, but for me that the aftermath was like a very emotional experience because it felt like a loss. Mm-hmm. And i only felt that way because it was built up as this thing that you were going to lose. A better way to frame it is just taking the word lose out of it and just making it more of like a, you're not losing anything, you're gaining something. You're gaining your first sexual experience. Going back to the question we were talk- talking about earlier, which is what is lesbian sex? And we were saying like, the answer to that is simple. It's just sex. It's just like heterosex, just like any other type of sex. Same thing with this question. What is virgin what is losing your virginity? The answer is simple again. Once again. It's the first time you have sex.
0: I love that. I think simplifying the terms is what is what I hope for like future generations and I already think Gen Z is doing a hell of a great job. I kind of wish I was a kid now,
1: like or a teenager now. I just feel like they are so much more aware.
0: <laughs> There's even so much more representation than ever. Yeah, I wish I had that as a 15, 16-year-old. Seeing even my favorite pop stars or people in the media just owning their sexuality more. And we'll get into that later. But back to the topic of gay sex. I kind of want to talk to you quickly about safe gay sex. Okay,
1: yes. Let's talk about it.
0: I will fully admit that... I was one of those people that didn't even think about how two lesbians or two women loving women uh, would be having safe gay sex. I didn't really think that was a thing. I knew, you know, straight people having sex meant using a condom or even with gay men having sex condom. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I didn't think lesbians used any protection, but (laughs) you have to, you should, you should, is what I'm going to say. That's right. P? Yep. Yep. (laughs) end of the episode (laughs) (laughs) yes um i was 19 years old when i found out what a dental dam was okay did you know did you know anything about dental dams like growing obviously maybe not growing up i definitely didn't
1: i think i maybe heard the term but i i never like understood what it was and even now like I think I understand what it is. Like I know what a dental dam
0: is. Can you Okay, okay, without oh anything. <laughs> what do you think a dental dam is, Sarah?
1: Like dentists use it. It's like a it's like a small piece of um oh, what's the fabric? Like spandex? No, what's like latex, latex? Latex. Thank you, thank you. That you that you basically put over your mouth. And dentists will use it like t- <laughs> so that they can
0: I wish everyone could just see Sarah trying to demonstrate. A dental dam to me.
1: <laughs>
0: it goes over your
1: mouth purse.
0: Okay. And that's for the dentist. Do you know where it would go in um in a <laughs> Am I putting a dental dam on my mouth?
1: I just love that I'm like only talking about the dentist in this. Okay. Um, it would go over your vagina? Yes. Okay
0: but I'm only laughing. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Point. I get another point. I'm only laughing and I'm laughing with you because you you actually didn't even say anything wrong. What you said was right. But I genuinely thought dental dams in lesbian sexual experiences were you putting the dental dam on your mouth like they did at the dentist office. And I was like, (laughs) yo, I'm never doing that. I was like, that is so not cute. I'm going to get turned off. That's weird.
1: I didn't even think about the, like, not cute factor of it. <laughs> I bet you there's multiple people listening to this right now, if there are multiple people listening to this, who who maybe were like, oh, I thought you did put it over your mouth. And no judgments because, like, Lord knows we are uneducated. Yeah, Persis, tell us more.
0: So – like I said, I had learned about this at 19. I really didn't know much about safe gay sex and specifically coming from my perspective as a woman, obviously safe lesbian sex. I had found out, yeah, you can use a dental dam to put it over the vagina. And that makes so much sense. Sh- Strange. <laughs> it makes so much sense, like how you would put a condom over a penis, right? I, I mean, listen, I don't know if um, any of you... Uh, Women loving women, identifying people, or uh, non-binary, anything, if you're having sex with women. I didn't know where to get a dental dam. So the dentist. <laughs> but um, you can also use condoms as well. And uh, Oh, love that. Yeah. So, I mean, either way, I think it's just important.
1: Do you just, like, cut the condom open?
0: Yeah. And you have it as, like, a – so it's literally a square. You just cut it.
1: Um, what else should women do for safe sex?
0: I would say if you're using toys, make sure you're washing them.
1: Mm-hmm. Disinfect that.
0: That's very important. And um, you can also use condoms on your toys. That's right. That's another thing. Wash your sex toys. I don't know if people don't do that, but just in general, I mean, there's fluids going on those toys. So I don't know why you wouldn't. So just make sure you do. Even when you're using um, just sex toys on yourself, if you're using a vibrator, Make sure you wash that guy.
1: Yes, for many reasons, one of which is it's super easy to get a UTI if you're not washing your toys.
0: And uh, another thing is very, very, I hope people know we're talking about this. Like, we don't want to get STIs. Like, because there was a common misconception. Um, and I kind of, not that I believed it, but I think I didn't look into it that much how, you know, we're taught in school that, like, Yes, you use condoms when you're having heterosex because you you want to prevent pregnancy, but you're also preventing STIs. So HPV, HIV, um, all the things, genital warts, I don't chlamydia. Yep, all that. And um, <laughs> I just come
1: in here to yell chlamydia and then leave.
0: That's all you needed to do. But uh, the same goes for two people who have a vulva. Like if you're, you know, Robin, Robin, Robin. If you're rubbing rubbing um you need to make sure that you're protecting yourself because- if you're
1: tribbin listen don't trip if you're tripping tribbin trip
0: <laughs> trib, sir. Trip. oh and also um that's
1: that's yeah yeah okay well i mean cuz you're rubbing it any anywhere you want anywhere you it, want okay <laughs> but if you're but rubbing it, can- it on another on another vulva then don't trip when you <laughs> trib yes that's a good that's a good marketing thing. Thank you so much. I am a copywriter. If anyone would like copywriting services, please reach
0: me at. Should I say it? No. www.chlamydia.com. <laughs> that's, that's where Sarah's services are, if anyone wanted to know. <laughs> but.
1: Oh my God. I hope my mom's not listening to this.
0: I hope she is. I hope she is. Hey, mom. Uh, what, was, what was we saying? What oh, um, was <laughs> we saying? Safe sex.
1: I feel like we've kind of got off the rails.
0: (laughs) We've gone off the rails, but all I'm saying is just be safe and be careful and get tested. And be
1: open and transparent with your partners. And also, I would just like to give a little shout out to a video on Persis's channel that she recorded with her cousin Gabe, who is a physician, and they go into depth about safe gay sex. Check that out.
0: Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes because I think it'll... Uh, it goes more into depth than I think, just timing-wise, what Sarah and I can get into right now. We are not doctors.
1: We just like to clarify for everyone. We aren't in the in the healthcare profession, and we really aren't uh, qualified to be talking about this. But here we are.
0: Here we are, right back at the start. That sounded a, a lot like the real song. <laughs> it did, yeah. Well, Sarah. Persis. This is what I want to know. okay. Since we have graduated high school. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if things have changed so I'm not going to be the one to confirm or deny the this statement. But why is safe gay sex not taught in school?
1: Um that's a great question. I don't yes, have an answer to yes, that. Yeah, Sarah,
0: tell me. Why didn't you <laughs> teach safe
1: I know I'm like I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me. I was, the safe, the sex ed I was taught barely taught me what sex, sorry, heterosex was. So like, I don't know.
0: That's true. I just think, um, I, I hope that that does get taught if it's not already being taught now in your health classes or anything, but I just think it's so important because I could only imagine like if safe gay sex was openly talked about in your health sex ed class, it would just it would open the doors for people who maybe at the time weren't sure of their sexuality, but then could be like, this is still a possibility. Because we're when you're only taught a certain thing, listen, I've been there. It took me years to figure myself out. Maybe I wouldn't have thought that at the time because it would have been the norm to learn about gay sex properly. And I wouldn't have to just guess for myself. Yeah.
1: And on top of that, like learning about queer history in general Why isn't queer history taught to us like black history or women's history? Like there's just the queer history is so like rich, like there's so
0: much to learn. And so much we could go. I actually would love to talk about this on another episode with you, Sarah, because I want to go deep into it.
1: Kids growing up need to know that it's okay to be queer. I'm just picturing like say there's a kid who maybe feels like they might identify as queer. They don't know anything. They haven't seen anything about it in any of their education. Then they go to sex ed class for the first time. They're super nervous. They're learning about queer sex, but it's the only education they're getting. They need to understand that there's more to it. They need to understand just how okay it is and that it it doesn't have to be this like awkward, nervous thing that they, they learn in sex ed class only.
0: I completely agree with you. I think just even to have like public figures that they can like relate to in history.
1: Let's teach kids about the queer community in every, in every way, not just sex ed. Should we do it?
0: I mean, I'd be happy to.
1: Mrs. Abraham.
0: <laughs> miss
1: Abraham. Oh, sorry, miss. It's because we've we divorced. <laughs> know. I know we did. I know. I'm sorry. But also, yeah.
0: <laughs> but also, we're what? What? Do you have something to tell me? No. <laughs> <laughs> we've divorced um, on paper, but um, not in our hearts. My life. Aww. Aww.
1: <laughs> did that just make you feel something well
0: well um that's that's something it's to hot about.
1: in here and,
0: uh, i don't know about you but i'm uh feeling a little sweaty all right sarah well that's it oh my god
1: awesome um <laughs> i can stop talking to you now
0: at the end of every episode we're going to give you guys a fast fact of something you may have missed in the queer pop culture world. Okay, so I know this is something that I don't think is like necessarily new news to everyone in the world, but it's something I actually would love to talk to you more about because I find it very interesting. I want to talk about Jojo Siwa. So for those of you who don't know who Jojo Siwa is, she is a 17-year-old, so young. I'm like, I always forget how Mm -hmm. young she is. She's Mm -hmm. an actor, singer, YouTube phenomenon. And um, she also got her start on Dance Moms as like a toddler. So uh, why I want to talk about JoJo is because she actually officially came out as a member of the LGBTQ community in January. Good job, JoJo. The way I found out this news was through a TikTok. So JoJo was singing Lady Gaga's Born This Way. Honestly, Sarah, the first time I saw that video, I didn't think anything of it. I just thought it was a cute video. I was like, okay, cool. She's just singing to Born This Way. Um, But then later that month, she tweeted out a picture wearing a shirt that her cousin gave her that said, best gay cousin ever. And at this point now, I could be wrong, but from what I had read up recently, I know she doesn't give herself a label. Um, She said she wants to keep certain things private in her life until it's ready to be public. And I think that's pretty commendable. And I think it's also very mature of her as a 17 year old saying that. And I respect it because you don't need to label yourself. Um, I think it's cool enough that you're acknowledging like, this is me and I'm in the community. So kudos to you. But why I wanted to talk about this was like Jojo 17 and how does her coming out? Like maybe what's the word carve the pathway for like Gen Z.
1: And this is like going back once again to what we were saying earlier is like, I think Gen Z, the kids growing up now, are just more aware of the possibilities. Like they just have more representation. They um, have more information at their fingertips. I think that they are more um, liberal minded. I, th- I think it's so interesting how things change so quickly by generation. And in, in our generation, you knew you were part of the queer community, but you felt you had to put a label to it. And now, you know, 10 years later, new generation is in the house and we're just moving more and more steps forward. She realizes she's in the queer community and she also realizes she doesn't have to put a label on it.
0: I'm really excited for her. And I'll be honest, like, right. I'm not, I didn't grow up, obviously. I didn't grow up with Jojo Siwa. Like she wasn't in my, um. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just mean that. Um...
1: She's literally like 10 years younger than you. <laughs>
0: Okay. She's not 10 years younger than me, Sarah. I'm 25 okay. years old. Okay. 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 Fine. You're younger than me. I get it. All I'm trying to say is JoJo's not someone I'm, I don't listen to her music. I'm not keeping up with JoJo is I guess, that's what I want to say. But I still felt this, like, I, I felt something for her and I didn't expect to in a way. Like I felt very proud. I just looked at her as a human, right? I was just like, JoJo, I love that you are so open and you were You sharing your story, you don't realize, but you're going to help other people and you're so young. So good for you. So Jojo, if you're listening to this (laughs) podcast, because you, you know, you just came out and you're going to be looking for a podcast that talks about these things. So naturally Mm -hmm. you're listening to Girl on Girl. Absolutely. I just want to say, I love you. I think you're really cool. And I think you are doing such a great job for the future generation. Love it.
1: Good for her. I'm so proud of her. I'm proud of the youths of today.
0: Amen. Genius. If I have to say anything, this whole conversation was genius.
1: Genius. Was it spelled like genius?
0: Yeah. To end everyone off on this very important episode, I have to read it. Okay. I have to read it properly. Genius. They don't go for what they love because they don't even know they can have it. So they don't even know they want it.
1: (sighs) That's deep. That's deep.
0: That's actually really deep when you think about it. Like, I know we're laughing, but that's not a weird statement. Like,
1: that's not a joke. It's not a laughing matter. This is serious.
0: Last modified October 6th, 2016.
1: Wait, did I write
0: that? It says it on the note.
1: Oh, okay. Oh,
0: wait, did you put that on your Instagram? It's on Instagram. Wait, what? (laughs) And I captioned it. I said, oh my God. Dancing in the park, listening to Billie Holiday with at Sarah Loren 8 leads to her coming up with inspirational quotes like this.
1: Oh, my God. Is that archived?
0: No, it's on. It's, on, it's public.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I have no shame.
0: Hey, I got 38 likes on it.
1: Oh, that's big time.
0: That is big time. Listen, people liked it.
1: Also, this is, this is kind of random, but I just wanted to mention to everyone, we asked this question on our Instagram the other day, but I would like to just put it out there if anyone's listening to the pod. We would love to hear what you guys want us to talk about. We have tons of ideas for things we can dive into, just like endless topics under this umbrella. But if you have something specific you want to hear us talk about or questions that you want us to answer or discuss, let us know.
0: Yes, please let us know. And we would love to hear. Because we we also, like, we want to know what you guys want to know, right? So we want to try and help in some kind of way.
1: Yeah, exactly. I feel like this episode will hopefully be, um, if not informative, then make people think about sex in a different way.
0: We're going to be the whole sex ed class. They're going to just play this podcast for people to learn.
1: Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. What if this podcast episode was the curriculum? Do you think that – the kids would understand the spelling bee story.
0: I hope they would just based on what, how I introed with the what this is about. So listen, I'm not going to go into any more detail because this is a very personal story. Mm-hmm. But that's, I'm just going to leave it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm
1: glad that people know.
0: Birds and the bees. Birds and the bees. Birds and the bees.
1: Why do you think they call it that, the birds and the bees?
0: Isn't it because they're uh, like mammals? <laughs>
1: i don't know i'm not laughing because that's wrong i'm laughing because like i have no
0: idea sarah well i love you love you (laughs) and we i actually had a really fun time filming this with you and i'm excited for more episodes to come
1: yeah this was really fun thank you everyone for listening anyone who sent us a message to let us know that you listened and that you liked it um thank you so much that actually means a lot to us we didn't think anyone will listen to this so it makes us happy and we also spoiler alert have some guests lined up for future episodes which i'm super excited about yeah so we'll be able to bring other voices on to talk about their experiences and to ask some tough questions and we can't wait
0: we can't wait and we will catch you in those episodes see you soon see you soon